0: Good afternoon and welcome to the council, everybody. We're kind of getting a late start today, but it's just one of those days where things are kind of happening. You got to make those adjustments as they happen on the fly because, hey, life happens. And so uh, sometimes uh, you think you're going to get started uh, at one time and then all of a sudden these things that change. And so uh, we're getting started here a little bit later. We thank you all for tuning in. I've got a great guest here beside me. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of wonderful things. But before we get started, I just want to do a quick shout-out here to KUHS Radio TV Denver, The Stream. We are broadcasting live here in Denver, Colorado. Broadcasting not, all, not only just here in this beautiful state, but all around the country and all around the world. We're being listened to. By so many people from so many different countries and people are listening to us to hear some great music and some great conversations and personalities and people that we have on the show. And we are just excited to bring you some of the best entertainment and people and information and education and information, healing, all doctors, people who are out there making a difference in the world, and we are just here so excited. To that you share your time with us uh, when you could be doing a lot of different things you could be sharing your time in a, a lot of different places and for you to tune in to us every couple of weeks and tune into the council we really appreciate it very much we are broadcasting we're trying to be one of those lighthouses of the world that give people an opportunity to be able to you know share in our our our, our diversity our our understandings our wisdom and being able to reach out to all of you who are listening and touching your hearts. That's really what we're about, trying to reach out and touch people's hearts. So, um, you know, our, our, the council tries to bring a lot of people on here that are exemplifying a lot of the things that all of us go through and challenges that we have and overcoming those struggles so that we can, you know, live our dreams. You know, it's so hard to be able to follow our dreams sometimes, to be able to um, – You know, get into those places and uh, dig deep inside of us so that we are out there putting ourselves, you know, you know, playing in the in the field, you know, putting ourselves out there so that other people can, you know, see us and and get to do the things that we want to do to live the lives that we want to live. And it's not easy. It's not easy to follow your dreams. And so uh, we have a wonderful guest here and uh, she has had a quite a challenge to get here.
1: <laughs> right? yes
0: I have <laughs> There was uh we had uh you know we um sometimes you just don't know about traffic and how traffic can keep you and and you know trying to get to where you need to be right
1: that's right, that's absolutely right, but you roll with the punches like you do in life, and you make the best <laughs> out of every situation, so you do what you gotta do <laughs>
0: <laughs> to, uh, beside me here, everyone is uh, her name's Hannah Brown. She is a high fashion editorial model from Colorado here. She's been featured in Denver expose magazine and 303 magazine for Denver fashion week. So much more. Uh, We are so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Can you
0: share just a little bit more about uh, your background and you know, what your roots here in Colorado and just to let people know a little bit more about you.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, I'm a native but I'm super proud to say, uh-huh. right? Because you don't meet a lot of people that are from Colorado anymore. So Not anymore. From all over. So we're, yeah.
0: We're a rare breed anymore. I know that's right.
1: <laughs> but it's also like super awesome to say. So a little bit about myself. Grew up here when it was a cow town. Nobody really knew about it, oh, you know. That's <laughs> we true. Just living our life. It was great. Um, I've come from a background, a religious background. My parents are pastors. Ah, so okay. shout out to Triumphant Ministries, to James and Jackie Brown. And then I would definitely say just like growing up out here in Colorado, it has drastically changed.
0: Tremendously changed.
1: Oh, my
0: God. gosh, it's changed. When you're talking about the cow town, when it was just a place where people came to, and, and nobody really knew how special this place was. Oh, not at they all. They didn't know anything. we were like, oh, yeah, you guys are, they didn't, you know, there was anything in between New York and Los Angeles. Right. And we were like, yeah, that's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's still okay if you want to go back home, so our rent goes back down. But yeah, exactly. Please, please you can do <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like growing up here in Colorado, um, it's just been it's been really different mm-hmm. from like going to elementary, high school, and then transitioning into an adult, and then seeing all the changes with the state that's come with that. It's been really interesting. I had a really good childhood growing up. I mean, you endure your challenges, you yeah. know, or you are going through certain things or you get teased because you're going through a different phase of life or like it's been crazy but overall i would definitely say i love where i am i wouldn't change anything i wouldn't take anything back the lessons that come with some of those life situations Mm -hmm. you know that help mold and sculpt you into the person that you are today i wouldn't change anything
0: that's fantastic (laughs) don't you think that i mean for the people who live in colorado uh, there was something unique and special about them they were genuine Yes. They were real, they were honest, they were accepting, they were you know, just l- good people, like yeah. people you could trust.
1: Yes. I mean, that's definitely changed quite a bit, though, I think, nowadays, <laughs> yeah, it different. just kind of depends on, like, you know, um, like, who you know, yeah. what you're into, you know, in regards whether that be industry or regular job, like, healthcare or mm-hmm. anything like that, but, for the most part i would definitely say colorado does have a level of people being genuine yeah. you know what i mean there yeah. is a level of ease in this state and that's one thing i can honestly say that i don't take for granted having gone to different locations different states and traveling mm-hmm. it's different everywhere yeah it is <laughs> it's different, it's
0: everywhere. different everywhere you know i grew I, I grew up here i was born and raised here and i just loved uh, living in a state where you know you could if somebody gave their word. You, you could count on that, you you know could. you could count on them helping you out if you were in trouble and you needed some food or uh, they needed help with uh, the yard or if somebody was uh, ill or something, you yes. people here would do that,
1: yes. and that was what
0: was so unique and special about Colorado.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree with that. You know, people shared their resources, and they didn't mind helping you, and you could reach out, you know, and you did know that you have, like, certain people that you could depend on to Mm -hmm. help you pull you out of that rut that you were in. So I would definitely agree with that, absolutely.
0: What are some of your favorite memories of growing up here in Colorado?
1: have to say like all of my weekend trips going up to the mountains with my parents
0: you like the mountains yes yeah. i
1: love you can't live in colorado and not visit the mountains oh i agree
0: they <laughs> like, are so special
1: yeah, yeah i mean and that's anywhere from like dylan lake to i don't know <laughs> just all over the place but i would have to say dylan lake is probably one of my favorite and one of my most like fond memories growing up here
0: uh, I, you know, like you said, go, growing up here, you have to be in love with the mountains. Like, the mountains just have to be able to, like, move you and get yes. you out there and hiking Absolutely. and fishing and doing those kinds of activities. Yes. Uh, and when, it's, when people don't understand that, they don't appreciate that, I think they're missing out on some of the most most incredible things about Denver.
1: That's definitely true, but I would have to say, like, for me, going to the mountains is how I also get, like, that mental reset when you've had a super long week or you feel like a lot of people have pulled on you, you know what I mean, for you to, like, come through or whatever, you know? It's just going up to to the mountains and getting that fresh breath of air, Mm -hmm. you know, and just feeling like you can just release it all and being able to come back down to the city and be like, okay, I got this. I can (laughs) conquer it and I can move forward, so... I love the mountains specifically for that reason.
0: Yeah, I just went to had a had a birthday and so we went up to Independence Pass, my brother and I, and it was just glorious. I mean, it was magnificent up there. Ooh. And then there was this there was this uh, place called It was called the the punch bowl, the devil's punch bowl. Yes. Have you been there? Yes. Isn't that awesome? Oh my
1: god, it's beautiful. Yes. It has a weird name. But it is a beautiful place. It's gorgeous.
0: Yes. It's gorgeous, and and, yeah, it has a weird name, but it's not. It's just this little, you know, uh, pool Mm -hmm. that's about uh, ten to twelve feet deep, and people jump off it. We jumped off it, uh, my brother and I. Cold. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) 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 It's It's a shock. (laughs) <laughs> to your system for yeah. sure when you dive in, but as soon as you adjust, you're like, oh my gosh, and then you just can't stop. Yes. Like it's a beautiful place. Uh, Colorado has so many hidden gems. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you have Yellowstone, and then um, there's this one canyon too that's like has like all of these different colors. It's kind of like being in the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. but it's so different. And if I could remember the name of it, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I promise, I'll that. tell
2: you. <laughs> but,
0: but it's like those things, and it clears you up. And you know, it just, the, the, your mind, there's a meditative quality to it mm-hmm. when you're there, and you feel like you can do anything.
2: Yes. You know?
0: and, and I think people need to have that. When you're going after your dreams, and we're going to get into okay. your modeling and everything but here, but I think it's really important for people to know how to do self-care. You know, because there's going to be so many temptations. There's going to be so many different distractions out there that prevent you from following your dream and living your dream out. So you've got to know those things that will help to lift you up and keep you going on that path, right?
1: Yes. I absolutely agree. <laughs> I agree.
0: So did you always want to be a model when you were a child? Was that something that you... No.
1: Know? No. no. Uh, so growing up, you want to be so many different things. Yeah. Right? You want to be an astronaut. You want to travel the world. You want to do everything. I was one of those kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say growing up, my mom had a really big impact on my life when it came to like fashion. So mm-hmm. I grew up watching a lot of black and white movies with my mom. And the first time I went to college, I went to the Art Institute of Colorado and I went for fashion design. Mm -hmm. And so that's um, kind of how I ended up in the industry. I went for fashion design, but I I personally enjoyed modeling a lot more because you get the resources, you get a lot more exposure, you also get a lot more of the networks in regards to anything else that you wanna do, right? So that was kind of like how I started off in that industry was going to school for that but it wasn't something like modeling specifically wasn't something that i was after
0: wow so it kind of just happened for you it did and
1: like anything else i was like okay god sure i'll do it like i'm not gonna say no like you (laughs) know like yes i'm gonna go for it absolutely
0: well you know it's you know like i had when i was a kid i wanted to be uh, i wanted to be an actor i loved being on the stage Mm -hmm. and performing and singing and doing all that stuff and then As I got older, uh, you know, I I went into the military, I did different things. And so those dreams kind of went into, you know, in the background. And so it wasn't, but I always kind of still, and I still love to do the theater and stuff. So uh, it's always interesting to ask people if they had these early dreams and that they just didn't act on it until, um, you know, something in life called them to it. And uh, for you, that seems like what happened is that, life actually brought you to this (laughs) to this profession
1: it did it definitely did i I had no plans for it you know but like when you plan for something Mm -hmm. and it doesn't end up going your way because there's there's either something better for you you know i mean who am i to fight against it whatever happens happens (laughs) you know but i think that that's wonderful and even though you had plans to do something else you ended up here and Mm -hmm. that's beautiful as well so when
0: you enter the industry what was it like i mean uh, when people asked you to go on you know wow you know you're this beautiful woman and you're <laughs> you. uh you've got the skill sets you've got the look to be able to do this Thank what was you. it like what was it uh just share with us
1: um it was scary at first because you don't know what you're getting yourself into yeah. you know what i mean just like when you start a business you have no idea what you're doing you know you just know that you're going for it because you have nothing else so i would definitely say it was an interesting start i i went to a club one night and i think at the time it was opal like this jamaican club and this guy was like oh my gosh i want to take a picture of you and i was like but why you know so he was like just let me take a picture and i'll show you and i was like okay so that was kind of like how I ended up in the modeling industry. Um, it was very nerve-wracking at first because you don't know which way things are mm-hmm. going to go. You know, and you can be very easily deterred you know, in the industry because there's so many different opportunities. And you can also easily get caught up in so much. Yep. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say like, being in the industry, you have to know what you want, where you're going, mm-hmm. and stick to your vision. Mm-hmm. You know, and be cautious of the work that you choose to involve yourself in be cautious of the networks as mm-hmm. well because not every network is a good network for you
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I would definitely say I learned some lessons there
0: I think that's a, a really important thing because y- you know, even in, uh, in the acting world uh, you have certain networks that are really good that are, that are beneficial, that are going to help you to develop your craft right. and to really learn how to be able to get into your character to be able to understand how to you know, diagnose a character and being able to un- get into the deeper motivations to construct the soul. Yes. But there are also others that want to exploit. They want to exploit your talent. They that's want to exploit right. your looks. They want yes. to exploit your uh, your intelligence, your beauty, all these different things. So I think that's really critical to understand. Yes. Is to be able to differentiate between someone who wants to help you with your career and someone who wants to exploit you.
1: Yeah, and see, the difference between that, I would definitely say ask questions, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Ask as many questions as you can. Who's all involved? Who's all going? Where is it located? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What is your benefit out of this? What is the other person trying to benefit? You know what I mean? Because everybody doesn't have good intentions for you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) With that exploit statement, that would be that intention. Like, what is your intention for wanting to work with me? Like, Mm -hmm. like what? (laughs) You know?
0: Is it uh, it hard to be able to talk to people about different things because you're constantly in front of a camera, constantly people are looking at you constantly? Is it hard to have, you know, like a, a deep conversation with somebody?
1: It can be challenging because I think people, when they find out that you're a model or you do certain things, they kind of see, you know, how it can benefit them you know and so to like have an in-depth conversation you have to really be cautious of what you choose to tell that person you know because they'll either take it and run with it or they'll use it against you you know or they'll want you to like jump on board with them you know when it's not really beneficial for me it's more Mm -hmm. beneficial for them so even though that person may be really cool, you guys may be establishing rapport or building some type of relationship, you always have to be cautious of what you 're telling people. You mm-hmm. can never be completely transparent about yourself
0: Wow well, hopefully you have a and I think that's really insightful because I think it's one of the things that I think is so uh, difficult um with being a model mm-hmm. is that sense of. Um, how do I I maintain my sense of self and my sense of integrity with myself Mm -hmm. and being able to have an honest relationship with myself and with the close unit people around me because there's so many people that are trying to get something from me. How are you able to maintain that with all so many people trying to pull you in different directions?
1: I think the best way to handle that is to first and foremost know where your loyalty lies with people. Yeah. You know, because when you know where your loyalty lies with people, you can pick and choose, you know, like, who you can trust for certain situations, you know, and who's really going to be there as a support for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and vice versa. I would definitely say the other thing, too, is just also maintaining humility. Yeah. You know, because when you're a humble person, there's so much... You know, like, you get a lot more opportunities, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And you also are really selective in regards to who you choose to work with and who you don't. But when you're humble, like, you're your own solid foundation, you know, for who you want around you and who you don't. So I would definitely say, like, for me, I choose to be humble through everything. I pray about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I pray, like, God, please help me to to remain (laughs) humble, you know, because it's just really important, you know, When you're humble, you have that loyalty, and with that loyalty comes your support system yeah. as well. So it's really important to maintain that way.
0: I think that's beautiful. And remember, you know, with humbleness and humility, it's a sense of recognition that, uh, um, you know, everything is going to, uh, you know, according to a bigger plan, yes. you know, <laughs> and uh, how I fit into the plan of being able to, you know, Recognize that no matter what's going on on the circumstances outside of me, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're coming from a religious background and a faith background, God loves me for who I am exactly as I am. I don't yes. have to be any different.
2: That's
1: right. You know. That's right. You don't have to change for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You
0: shouldn't have to change for anybody. Right. If anybody makes you change for them, don't do them. Then stay away. <laughs> um, so tell us about your first modeling event. You know, could you describe what that was like? Because I'm sure you must have had a lot of feelings that
2: you
1: yes. know were
0: coming up while you were just about ready to go on stage.
1: Oh my God! Yes, I so I actually remember, and it's coming back up actually in November, so it's AIDS Awareness Month. That you know it took place. It is the Red Ball. Red Ball was the first event that I did, mm-hmm. and. It was interesting because, like, you don't really know a whole lot. That's the thing with, like, modeling. Like, you kind of are, like, self-training. You're teaching yourself all these things between photo shoots and fashion shows and events. You know what I mean? So I didn't really know much. I didn't know, like, how I was supposed to walk, where I was supposed to pose, what were my stopping points, (laughs) where's my angles, where's my lighting. I knew nothing, you know? So I was a bundle of nerves because... You know, like, you, you're just walking, and you're just like, I just don't want to fall. Right, but that's what I was going to ask, because it was, you Yes, know, so you're were like, you worried
0: about falling? Yeah.
1: Yes, I yeah. was paranoid. Yeah. I was, I'm like, in these platforms with this skinny, tiny heel, and I'm like, <laughs> I just don't want to trip and, like, mess up their garment, and then embarrass myself, and the designers, I was like, God, please, just be with me, <laughs> so... Yeah, that was my that was my first my very first um fashion show. It uh-huh. was Red Ball.
0: Red Ball. Yeah. A- and uh, what is it I mean, because guys we don't we don't walk <laughs> in those heels and all that stuff. Right. Is it hard to walk in those heels? I mean, you get does it hurt your ankles?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you have weak ankles, don't do it. Okay. Yeah. But yes, because sometimes like you just you don't know. Yeah. You know, so your your heel could be anywhere from like an inch and a half to like three inches depending on how long the garment is like you just don't know Mm -hmm. so we teach ourselves like certain tricks on like how to walk with certain garments you know based on how high the heel is but everybody (laughs) had the same paranoia when they hit that when they hit that runway you just the only mission is to get a good photo and don't fall in the process (laughs) 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 that's it it.
0: (laughs) Get a get the get what is it? Get a good um,
1: get a good photo. Get a good photo and don't fall. And don't
0: fall. That's <laughs> it, guys. That's get it. a good get a good photo and don't fall. Yep. Now, does that happen every time? know. Uh, let's say, let's say you're doing a show. Yes. Is it? Um, are you going to change uh, like ten or twelve different outfits? Are you going to have to like? I mean, how does that work in the back? Yeah. You know,
1: is it? It's crazy. Nuts. Is it pandemonium it's crazy in back there? Yeah. So. Say that, for example, you have, like, Denver Fashion Week or Mm -hmm. you're doing Red Ball or whatever show you're doing, right? So there's two sets. Either you can – it's up to you and the designer to change your outfit Mm -hmm. or there's, like, a team of people. Once you walk behind the curtain and you're coming down their stairs, they just start changing you, you know? So I would definitely say models are not shy when you have to, like – you're kind of like partially naked for your next <laughs> for your next step because they don't have time to be shy right. we just have to do what we got to do like oh pass me my bra okay got it you know right. <laughs> and it's like here's your jewelry here's this make sure your shoes are strapped on tight you know what i mean it's it's chaotic in yeah. the back you know because i think you really only have like maybe two minutes before your next set mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. depending on the designer before you and how many models they have, but it's usually about like two to five minutes. That's it. Wow. And so
0: you gotta go from one outfit to the next outfit, get all ready. Yeah. Even change your hair, right? Yeah, change yep. your hairstyle they'll change and
1: something. Hair, they, they have to go over a certain makeup look, they'll change your nail polish, <sighs> lipstick, wow. all of it. It happens.
0: <laughs> wow. It's yes. like it's a machine, not a machine, but it's a production going on,
2: right? Yes,
1: yes, and Ooh, you uh-huh. still have to interact with people. You're smiling. You're still backstage taking photos with people. So yes, it's never a dull moment from the time you show up to you hit the stage through hair and makeup to yeah. the end. Never a dull moment. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> never. So how
0: has um, how has modeling impacted your life?
1: You know what? A lot of how do I put this? So. Modeling actually really helps you develop a lot of self-confidence.
2: A lot of people
1: would not, like, guess that, but because you really are depending on your looks, you know, to pull through a strong photo, Mm -hmm. your looks to do really well on the runway because you can't model with a mirror. (laughs) You (laughs) You can't? No, you can't. Okay, I guess you can't.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so, you know, like, you really, it develops your... Like, your conversation with people, how you carry yourself, etiquette, poise, mm-hmm. all of that. So I would definitely say, for me, my modeling experience has definitely helped me to be a lot less shy. Yeah. Because I used to be super shy. I
0: was just going to ask you, were you shy oh before? My you've noticed yes. a difference since you started?
1: Absolutely. Modeling makes you speak up, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, ag- guess- it's like a really aggressive game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, you have yeah. to stand your ground. You speak up. You tell people what you're about, what you're not about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you overcome being shy and hesitant rather quickly. Yeah. <laughs> rather quickly. So I definitely say modeling has definitely been a way for me to boost my confidence.
0: That's fantastic. I, didn't, I wouldn't have that. But I, you know what? Because you're always putting yourself out there like that and it's such a vulnerable thing to do. Yes. That the more you do it, I mean, it's like even when I first started the show a few years back, you know, I was nervous all the time. I, was, I had to have my, you know, everything written down and <laughs> written because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. You know, not to say I know what I'm doing now, but you, you the more you do things, mm-hmm. the more confidence you get because yes. you can feel more comfortable and talking with people and looking at cameras and engaging people. Exactly. So I would imagine that's kind of the same thing with, with modeling. Yes. Have you ever... Is there competition between models?
1: There is competition between models, but it's friendly competition to a degree. Okay. You know what I mean? So um, It's not like you're
0: going to have somebody come in and try to knock you, you know, before you go out on the stage. I mean, anything.
1: you would be surprised. Like, I'm pretty sure it's happened before. Yeah. You know, I'm not for those games. But uh, me neither.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody to win. I want everybody to succeed. You y- and you
1: do. You know what I mean? But it is always kind of a competition because you are to be at your best at all times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then people challenge that, you know, in you to be like, okay, well, if you're really good at walking, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and they see somebody else come in who also has a really powerful walk, you know what I mean? It's going to challenge you to do better. So I would definitely say that modeling definitely, it challenged you with other people and then also, like in all areas of your life, wherever mm-hmm. you see a weakness, you know they—it's a trigger for some people. Oh God, I'm <laughs> sure it is. A big it's definitely for some a people. trigger for
0: some people. You know, there—it's uh, I, th- I there was a story that I heard, and it just came up while we were talking, um, where there was uh, an older model. She'd been doing this for a uh, number of years, and there was a younger model who was just getting started, who was still trying to build up her confidence and yes. still looking for some help. And so she was asking
2: mm-hmm.
0: this older model, who'd been doing this for a number of years, "How do I look? Am I okay?" And all this. <laughs> and in her mind, she's like, "Wow, this this woman, she's this girl's really beautiful," mm-hmm. and she can't, I can't give her any cues or clues on how I to care. do it. And so instead of giving her a compliment, she says, "Yeah, you look great," and all that stuff. She says, "Yeah, you look okay." And so is like she knew that. I was that th- she was feeling that, and, sh- and she regretted that. Mm. She regretted the fact that I, you know, I felt that sense of that pang of competition and jealousy, yep. and that yep. I wouldn't give her the advice that she needed. All she wanted was, because you're nervous, you're right. you're you're scared, you're you know, you're exposing yourself to a whole lot of people. You're vulnerable, mm-hmm. and and having that sense of camaraderie, even amidst the competition, having a sense of camaraderie with your fellow models is kind of important don't you think?
1: Yes and no because at the end of the day you're still competition for each other you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so just because you meet all types of people doesn't mean that everybody that you meet is your friend and that's where you have to draw the line Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you keep it professional and you keep it pushing Mm -hmm. that's one of the main things that I've always kept before myself is because you don't want to get tied up in that Mm -hmm. you know it's industry work you don't really have friends. And that's just me being transparent about the industry as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Not just in modeling or in mm-hmm. music or anything like that. In the industry as a whole,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you are not gonna have friends like that. Mm-hmm. Because you're competition for everyone.
2: Wow. You
1: know? The, it, this is your craft, and it's your baby, and you're doing the best that you can because nobody's going to promote you the way you promote you. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to do photo shoots or runway walks the way that you do it. You yeah. know, and sometimes you can be your own competition. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's it's just right. that as well. But yeah. being transparent about the industry, you are not going to have friends like that because you're competition to everyone.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so interesting. So you didn't know these things about modeling, is it? That's <laughs> fancy. What are some of your favorite moments?
1: Ooh, favorite moments. I have quite a few of those. Mm-hmm. I, okay, let's narrow it down. So, favorite moments from like runway shows, photo shoots? Uh,
0: let's do one from a runway show. Okay. And then let's do one from a photo shoot.
1: <laughs> okay. I would say one of my favorite fashion shows that I did would have to be. Denver Fashion Week, where I walked for a designer named Jessie Matthews, I think it is, or mm-hmm. Maids. She's a metal designer. So I had on, like, this super heavy metal piece, and it had, like, spikes coming up <laughs> by my head. And I was like, oh, my gosh, God, I really cannot fall because if I fall, I'm going to die. You know? yeah. <laughs> okay? yeah. so I was like, I can't take it. I'm going to
0: get one of these spikes or something. Yes, right? it yeah. was
1: nuts. But uh-huh. it was a beautiful set. It was just gorgeous. Her work was amazing. Right, um, every model that walked out, they all had on a metal piece, and good. it was just stunning. It was beautiful, and we ended up making the cover of Denver Fashion Week for like their website and mm-hmm. everything like that. So it was that was one of my favorite moments. That sounds really cool. You don't cool. get to yep. model metal like that, and you're like, oh my god, this is super dope. I could die today, but I look so good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. And then I would definitely say one of my favorite photo shoots. That's a really hard one. Because mm. i work worked with a lot of different photographers, and they all bring a different style.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would probably have to go with the most recent one that I did where I made the cover of a magazine in Paris. So that one ah. was really different for a cosmetics line. That one was a really good photo How shoot. How fantastic. It like was fun. It was wow. so much fun. The people are so cool. So when it comes to, like, photo shoots, you know, and you have a specific look that you're looking mm-hmm. for, you have to know, like, different photographers, <laughs> different style <laughs> work. you know? And then for an event, I remember when Native, do you remember, do you know Native Hotel downtown? It's like a hotel part nightclub, and there's, like, a restaurant in the back. No,
0: it's I don't know any place. What's Native Hotel downtown? <laughs> yes, yes. Is it a good place?
1: It is a cool place. Yeah? It's really neat. So there's where like a lot of different celebrities come through there and hang out. like oh, okay. But they're mostly like sports people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, this one they were doing like a grand opening, and uh, I was there with the mayor, the, another basketball player. I'm not even gonna say his name because I might get it wrong. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. Like <laughs> to say his name? Not, <laughs> uh, I don't want <laughs> it, to butcher <laughs> it. <laughs> right, right, but. It was really cool. It just like being in the same room as like the mayor and like the governor and like some of these mm-hmm. other really important people, you know, and they're inquiring about you. Can I take a photo with you? I, yes, you can. You can totally
2: <laughs> take a picture with me. Sure, you can take a picture with me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you're like, come on, don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: it's great.
0: So, you know, what has been what has been one of your greatest triumphs since you started your career? I mean, how long has your career been going on?
1: I started modeling in two. Oh wow! Yes. <laughs>
0: and now you're on the cover of Paris magazines.
1: Yes. <laughs> wow,
0: that's so fantastic.
1: Thank you. I would say some of my greatest triumphs in modeling are leading up to.
0: Or leading up. Well, we're going to get into that because that 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 part of your life where a lot of people don't know. You know, everybody thinks, okay. everybody sees the, the 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 surface stuff. You know, the 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 success the. The uh, modeling uh, accomplishments and being on the magazines and the runway stuff and listening to you wearing metal and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But they also don't understand the the personal triumphs that you've had to overcome as well.
1: Right. I have not had a chance to talk about that in depth, so that will definitely be interesting (laughs) to discuss. (laughs) But some of my triumphs in modeling, I would definitely say is always overcoming that nervousness before you hit the runway. Yeah, yeah. You know? And. Does like that happen every time? Every time. Yeah. Without fail. Every single time. Because you don't always get a chance to rehearse on the runway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, that one shot is like the only shot that you're going to get. <laughs> and right. you have to make the best of that, or like, it can go really, really well, really fast, yeah. or it can. Just This is fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> they can be like yeah. a real bummer. <laughs> exactly.
0: So. so what is something that mo- people don't understand about models that you feel would help them to understand some of the challenges that you face? People
1: say that models
0: are mean. Yes, they do. <laughs> but they, they think they're mean and they yes. think they're stuck up. They think they that do. they're full of themselves, right? And yeah. that they have this kind of like barrier. I mean, it's that... Uh, doesn't allow you to have uh, a real conversation with them,
1: right? Right. I would definitely say, are we mean? It's kind of true. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a little true. So weird. actually it's true. It's, it's a little <laughs> so true. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> but we're kind of mean mm. because we have to protect ourselves. You know what I mean? There's a lot that goes on in that yeah. industry. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? From like being fantasized to, you know, like a lot of different things that you have to contend with. Yeah. And most of the time we're going on these fashion shows and these photo shoots by ourselves you know what i mean so for us to kind of develop that mean exterior is a way to defend ourselves wow that's you know what important, i mean yeah. and including like with the different personalities that you have to contend with as well yeah. you know from like other people that have like really big egos and things mm-hmm. like that so it's just a way for us to defend ourselves until we get comfortable with you yeah
0: yeah you know? That makes sense. No, because it's, you know, when you're having so much attention mm-hmm. that is drawn towards you, whether it's male energy, you know, most of it's going to be a, a, a male energy for, for you. For men, it may be a mix of both female and male energy. Sometimes you might have female energy too, yeah. but it, it can be very intrusive. It
2: can. And if you
0: don't have that guard up, Right. Y- you've got it, it. Can be overwhelming in your system. It can drain you. It can affect you. It can affect your your performance. It can yes. uh, your mental and emotional well being. So exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. You'll see a lot of us models, like before a show or anything like that. We put in headphones and we keep to ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you have to protect your energy. You have to protect um, your reputation. You're protecting a lot. Yeah. You know, and so we just choose not to get caught up with with everybody we just kind of do we show up we do what we have to do mm-hmm. we'll converse with you absolutely you yeah. know but not everybody in the industry is a gossip you know so <laughs> yeah. not everybody us, just a few people yeah <laughs> you know but some of us like myself I totally choose to just kind of keep to myself
0: yeah are you have because of your work and then I want to get into what some of the obstacles that you've overcome yeah um have you become a really good judge of people as a consequence of working in the modeling industry?
1: I wanna say yes and no. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes when you think you know a person they could switch up on
2: you. Oh, okay. You know,
1: so okay. I there's like no like true answer to that yeah, <laughs> yeah. to that, you know what I mean? But I would definitely say like in the industry you learn to listen. Yeah. Right? You're slow to speak and quick to hear. Yeah. That's something that you just kind of develop because you have to pay attention to what's going on around you in the industry, mm-hmm. you know and as well as the company that you keep
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know
1: so I would definitely say you learn to listen more than anything
0: uh, you know and that's uh, it, that's an important thing to learn listening to what people are saying and watching what they do
2: Yes, you know not,
0: we we there's a lot of people you know even in the acting world and in, in the film world and the theater world. Sometimes, you know, people have uh, ulterior motives in what they're doing and what yeah. they're saying, and they they had, they, they're going <laughs> to promise you the world and they're going to give you everything, and they have these other motives behind. Exactly. And so you always have to be cognizant yeah. and aware mm-hmm. and to have those and, and to be able to clue into what, are people's words matching or the people's actions, excuse me, matching their words.
1: Yes, I can definitely say one thing about myself. I'm not big on words. Yeah. You can't buy me with words. That's so nice. You know, it's very nice of you. But <laughs> I am a person of action. I watch your action. Yes.
0: It's so important. It is. Whatever is in somebody's heart, you know, it will show up in their actions.
2: That's
0: right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so many people don't recognize us. So they see your success. They see um, all the, the, the accomplishments that you've made and had. But they don't know some of the things that you had to personally overcome. And one of those things is you had scoliosis.
1: I did have scoliosis, yes. Wow.
0: (laughs) What was that experience like when you were being diagnosed with scoliosis? And, um, you know, how did you overcome it?
1: It was tough. It was really, really tough. I actually ended up having to – I remember having to leave school for a year because Mm. I – Ended up having a back surgery to have my spine corrected, and it took forty-eight pieces
0: oh my goodness. of
1: titanium steel. And I had to learn how to walk mm-hmm. all over again with that, with those metal pieces in my back. Because, like with scoliosis, you you have there's the curvature of the spine, right? Mm-hmm. And so, depending on like how bad your curve is, it can begin to like crush your organs, right? And my curve had kind of started to get to that point where I had no choice but to either become a cripple or to have the surgery and have my spine corrected and just kind of like start life all over, Mm. you know? And that was a really challenging time in my life because I wanted to just be a regular 16-year-old girl. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I did. I wanted to just be a regular 16-year-old girl, have... You know, their friends over go out and do things, you know, like, and you're in high school, like, come on. You know, like, really, God? Like, what is happening right now? But it's a very humbling experience, you know, because when people say that there's always someone off worse, you know, like, in a Mm -hmm. worse position than than yourself, I didn't see that at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, here I am with with 48 pieces, I've got screws that were screwed into like my ribs on the back and i've got two titanium rods on each side of my spine and then there's like hooks going down the middle so it's been it's been beautiful nightmare <laughs> right, <laughs> you know yeah. all at the same time but that's why like i'm a very great, like grateful person because my situation could just it could have been a lot worse.
0: Oh my gosh, wow. You know,
1: so modeling for me, like once I had the second surgery when I was 18, I had them removed and I had to learn how to walk without Uh them again because it was so heavy. You know what I mean? It probably added like maybe like 7 to 10 pounds of weight. The titanium did? Yeah, with just the metal, you know. So when I had them removed when I was 18, that was when I was like, you know what? I've overcome that. I'm right. not gonna let anything stop me at this point. You know? So modeling for me became my out. That was mm-hmm. how through that situation I was able to build that self confidence. I was mm-hmm. able to, you know, believe in myself a lot more that I can do this.
2: Yeah.
1: Like that scripture, like you can do all things through Christ that strengthens yeah. you. Yeah. That was it. That was it for me. So with modeling, modeling definitely became my out for that.
0: You know, I think it's uh, when you hear the when you people go through challenges like uh, a health challenge like that, a health crisis, where your your whole sense of uh, well being and your sense of your future and, and yeah. everything that's you know, you're a young sixteen year old girl when this is happening, and you just like you said, you just want to you just want to be a kid. You want to be a young, a be, young beautiful girl who's exp- having fun in high school, and now you got to deal with all of this stuff.
2: Yes.
0: And. When you had to, when the, they removed the titanium, how long did it take you to learn how to walk again?
1: Uh, I would probably say maybe, like, three to six months, you wow. know. But it took me a year to, like, be able to walk in heels. Because, like, um, with that surgery, your back is completely numb for, like, a, a year to two years. So for, like, even when I was 18, I didn't get feeling in my back again until I was about 20. Yeah. 21 maybe because your back has to readjust, you know, like all those all the nerves and, and the muscles yeah. and everything have, they have to, to readjust re- to yeah. that titanium, not being there anymore, you know? So it's been, did it's you been feel lighter much.
0: too when you had the Titanic? Did you notice a difference? And then
1: you do feel lighter, but because of like with scoliosis, um, to help correct that curve, they take out, um, like your shock disc. So you know how like when you walk there's like a little bounce to mm-hmm, you, you mm-hmm. know? They take that disc out. So your walk becomes very just super hard. Mm. You know? And so for me to have to learn how to walk with that all over again, it definitely had its challenges, you know, yeah. you're a lot more tired. You know, because you're tired of like holding yourself up and then your muscles are having to readjust and then they have to be strengthened all over again. So you're weak. Yeah. You know? So it's it's been interesting. Oh my god. <laughs> it was wow. interesting. Yes.
0: And that's not all that you've had to overcome. Right. You've also had to overcome homelessness.
1: That's right. I was you've had to
0: you've uh had to overcome w- being without a place to call your own or a home my goodness what was that
1: like oh man let's see in the midst of overcoming a back surgery and enduring homelessness my family was my sort of strength outside yeah. of god you know to be honest about that because it could have just taken a mental toll, toll.
2: yeah
1: you know what i mean And you feel like okay well i'm trying to overcome this you know like my health you know and then you have all of these other things it just mentally wore you down
0: so this mm-hmm. happened w- right after or right while you were going through the, through the my surgery process, and the healing of the right. su- from the surgery
1: yep. Wow. yep so through all of that you know and then you have to get back in school because you're pushing to graduate
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so it was just like everything was crashing down on you all out. And so I really just felt like, you know what, God, you and my family are going to have to be the only strength that I have. And I literally would just pray just to maintain sanity,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because it's also it was like the dead of winter. <laughs> so everything like it just, I felt like in those moments, it just couldn't get any worse. right? right. You know what I mean? And so like I would say, Really like my family and I tell you that my family has endured so much you just I'm so grateful for, for them Wow just so grateful for them you know and I'm really grateful you know that I still have my sanity and that my health has gotten better yeah. and I did graduate and so yes yes God's yes threat. that's like, what God, so, I just was yes. like thank you because it couldn't have been anybody else
0: but you and you know god gets us through a lot of things and it's in our yeah. moments of crisis you know there was my moments of crisis when i hit rock bottom and the things that happened to to, to me um you know I, I wasn't a praying man at the time mm-hmm. and uh and but i got on my hands and knees and it, it, i don't think i would have got through those times if i hadn't been able to reach out you know and pray and, and See, I need your help right now because I know I'm right? in trouble.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing is that sometimes we don't really realize, like, how low you really are in some of those points in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because God is just carrying you through it. Mm-hmm. You really don't know. Like, when you look back, I'm just like, how? Yeah. How did I overcome
0: that? How did you overcome homelessness? And uh, a and, and, uh, corollary question to it is, uh, you know, what lessons did you learn?
1: I would definitely say, like, how I overcame it was just not allowing myself to feel defeated ah. on a daily basis. That's so huge. Yeah, because so
0: many people, when they're homeless, I worked in, um, in Los Angeles. I was working with people um, who are living on Skid Row down yeah. there, and mm-hmm. it's a really tough place, Yeah, and they have lost all hope. They've lost all, you know, they're, most a lot of them are despairing. And so I think that's such an important thing is that you didn't give up. You did not, you weren't defeated by it.
1: No. And I would also say, too, like, in those moments where you easily could feel defeated, Mm -hmm. I started reaching out and getting to know some of the other people that were in the same situation as myself. Yeah. You know, when you're in a situation like that, you easily can feel defeated every day. Yeah. You know, to the point that you just want out. I'm suicidal, I just want out, you know. I would definitely say, like, when you start... To develop relationships with, with other people and you kind of like become each other's strength.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I mean? And then on top of that, I always have to say the lesson that I learned is to have compassion for other people. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is homeless because they're not working. No. You can have a full time job or two and three jobs and still end up homeless. Yep. Everybody mm-hmm. isn't on drugs, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> you know, who's homeless or, you know what I mean? It's just. Having that compassion toward other people, you know, it really gives you a different outlook on life. And Mm -hmm. not to be judgmental, you know. Embrace somebody who's having it just as hard as you, if not harder. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time, they just want to have a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. They just want to be heard and acknowledged. Like, I'm just having a really tough day. Yeah, Mm -hmm. let's talk about it.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and I think you've really brought up a lot of good points with that. And, and very often our judgments can impede us from being able to acknowledge their humanity. Yes. Uh, they're, they're a human being that has feelings, that has emotions, that you know, they, they have dreams too, and they have <laughs> hopes. And, and, That's right. And sometimes those are detoured by circumstances. And like you said, not everybody who's homeless is a drug addict. Not right. everybody who's homeless is an alcoholic. Not everybody who's right. homeless is a derelict. There are a lot of uh, people that have found themselves in that situation that are good, wholesome people that is just, they, are. they just are on, on the streets. Times. They're on yeah. hard times. Exactly. And so having that compassion is really
2: critical. Yes.
0: I can't believe we're almost, uh, we, we've got, that's, this has been a
2: fast <laughs> show.
0: We got in here, we had a fast show, we're, be, we're almost done. I, I just uh, love the, the your story and uh, how you've been able to overcome so many different things that, that people that uh, probably you're learning for the first time right now are the things that you've had <laughs> that to overcome. Yeah. Are you living your dream?
1: I would definitely say I have more than one dream, mm-hmm. and I have lived this one. Mm. I can definitely put it that way. I don't take anything back. I love fashion. I love the rush of it all. I love the thrill, meeting people, how busy it is, mm-hmm. how much you have to stay on your toes for everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I enjoy yeah. it. I definitely enjoy it. This is the dream that I have lived, and it has been a thorough joy for me.
0: So great. Uh, it's so great. <laughs> what advice I mean, would you give a young person, young woman, young man that's thinking about good joining the industry do you have any advice for them that Ooh. you could give I'm <laughs> sure we could spend
2: a whole show just on that <laughs>
1: yes for sure i would definitely say the best advice that i can give is be observant
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know and stay humble because right when you feel like you're at your peak and i got this you know what i'm saying sometimes you know that emotion can get the best of you oh, you yeah. know what i mean yeah, and you yeah, lose yeah. sight of yourself so I would definitely say be observant. Mm-hmm. Always be observant. Know your situation. Know who you're around. Know who you're involved in. You know, and stay humble. Yeah. Humility is key in everything you
0: do. I think so, too. And, and it's such a beautiful, when you see someone who has a sense of humility about them, that they recognize that, uh, you know, this. The, these are gifts that have been given by a uh, higher power and, and just <laughs> being able to... Um, acknowledge the the goodness all around me that this just happens to be the blessings that was given to me, and uh, I, you just have a, an appreciation for life so much more
1: I have to yeah. I have to because life easily could have been stripped from me so yeah I definitely do I definitely do, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> do.
0: Wh- who has been your uh, some of your biggest supporters?
1: Oh my God, my family, and I have to give my family a shout out, and I also have to say Doran Adams, if you are watching this. Thank you, Dorn Adams, for always, always being there outside of my family. Mm. They, they have all been just fantastic people. Mm. And my boyfriend, my boyfriend, too. If you're watching this, I love you, and thank you for always being there as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Isn't it wonderful to have, uh, I think, a, a, a partner who supports your work? Yes. that it doesn't feel incompetent i think that's so important um and to have somebody who can allow you to be you yes. without any without needing to change you without need and can and can stand by your side and i think both men and women need that i know? would
1: definitely say so the industry is is tough
0: yeah when you've got a tough industry like this <laughs> you've got to have yes. that because you need someone or in your family like an anchor to help you that's to withstand some of these storms You that do. Come up. You yeah. are
1: always going to need somebody that's going to be there through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not just in life situations, but specifically in regards to the industry because it's lonely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you can easily feel by yourself no matter how many people you know. Mm-hmm. Because you can't trust everybody, it's really important to have that person by your side at all times. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you love about your work? Is there anything that's like you love I even? Mean, it's like, oh, I can't wait to do this shoot. Oh, or is it just? Uh, it's
1: just the rush and the, the rush thrill out? of mm-hmm. it. You know, from you being busy, having to get dolled up, you having to stay, you know, within your etiquette, being poised. It's just the thrill and the rush of it all. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite thing about modeling. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you show up to a photo shoot and you have the expectations of how it's going to go. And then something completely changes and you don't have an option, but you go <laughs> with it, you know. So it's just the rush and the thrill of it. it I love it. That's it so great. That's <laughs> yeah,
0: so great. Do you have any events that are coming up right now? Do you have anything that people can watch or attend or, you know, support your work?
1: So I would definitely say Red Ball is coming back around. You know, you have Denver Fashion Week that's also coming back around and Latin Fashion Week. So. Latin, Latin Fashion Week, too. Yes, that's awesome. That's, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would definitely say keep an eye out for those events that are coming up. It's going to be a fantastic time.
0: Awesome. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, you, you're... Uh, just delightful to have you thank on this you. show really such a <laughs> so much. So, much, so much a rich soul and personality to go along with the beauty that you have <laughs> and the, uh, for the modeling that you do you I mean you a light for a lot of people and I think that's just really terrific and thank you for being on the show with us today
1: thank you for having me So I've got
0: one more question for you before we close out. I just want to do a quick shout out to everybody that's listening out there on here on KOHS Radio TV Denver. Thank you for watching the stream. We're broadcasting here in the beautiful city of Denver, Colorado. And I just want to thank Henry and everybody in the back out there who are making this magic happen. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the background that you don't know is happening to make this all seamless and go easy. And so that we, her and I, can sit and and talk and have all these these incredible conversations. And so thank you, Henry, for all that you do for all of us here at KUHS. Uh, We're being listened to by so many so many of you. Without you, there would be no counsel, so thank you for wherever you're tuning in from whatever part of the globe. Thank you, thank you, thank you for, uh, for trusting here, trusting me here to give you the best shows that we can, and that's our purpose is to, uh, to give you those kind of shows that, that you remember. Okay, um, Hannah, such a delight. Um, could you give, I always ask my guests before we close out the show, if you could give one bit of advice. One bit of wisdom from your life experience, what would it be?
1: Never feel defeated. Never feel defeated. You always have a chance to overcome your situation and learn from your mistakes. That's <laughs> so great. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: fantastic. You know, And that's probably some of the best advice that's come. Never feel defeated. Don't let life get you down. Never, 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 never give up.
1: Because your situation never lasts long. It feels long when you're in it, but it never lasts long.
0: That's true. It does feel longer than it. You know, when you're going through something, Mm -hmm. it feels like it will never end. Right. And then when you get through it and you get past it and you look back, you're like, wow. Yes. Did I go through that? Did I really go through that? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Give yourself a chance to grow, to learn. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Don't feel defeated. Every day you wake up is a new day to do better than the day before. Amen to that. <laughs> Hannah, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it's it. It's been
0: a delight. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to the council today. The council is adjourned. May you all be well. May you all be free of pain and suffering. May you all be whole. God bless everyone. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care.
2: before. <laughs>